0: The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Marine and the Hippie, episode nine, The Cypher. In this episode, Dylan and I take a look at the ways that we view the world and how we should be using a key ethical or moral imperative, such as the golden rule, to uh, evaluate the ethical obligations we have toward one another in society. We also look at the difference between the way that socialists view the world and the way that capitalists view the world. This is the Marine and the Hippie.
1: Hey, welcome to Marine and the Hippie. I am the Hippie. Today, we're going to be talking about capitalism versus socialism again, but using a cipher. Cipher is the key to be able to look through a certain lens, and I think a lot of people are using, are forgetting to use the cipher when they're looking through the lens of society. So I'll bring this to um, to the marine, to Doc. Mm-hmm. Doc, do you think that um, the cipher to look through, kind of society as a whole, could be the golden rule? So if we're if we're looking at the Bible or we're looking at um, how I, I think primarily the bible so christianity do you think the golden rule and the the commandment are like the cipher that we have to look through before we get to the bible or do you think we can take the the parts of the bible that we want out mm-hmm. and use them for our to build our to build kind of our narrative or do we need the cipher first to build
0: This is a really interesting question that you're raising here. There's two parts of it. One has to do with the way that we're seeing the world, which I have always defined ideology as kind of like a, a pair of glasses that you use to look at the world. You see things much clearer if you're myopic, if, you, if you're nearsighted, and you wear a pair of glasses, all of a sudden everything that was blurry now becomes in focus. But off to the side, like your peripheral vision is still very blurry so it only focuses just a part of your vision it focuses what's in in your in the front of you and it makes you able to pay attention and to realize and to see clearly what's in front of you whereas still off to the side it's still just as blurry as it ever was Uh, and i always say that ideology is that sort of glasses that you look through so you can have glasses that are colored red or blue or green or whatever and if you only look at the world through that pair of glasses of course you're going to think the whole world is red When, as a matter of fact, the world is what it is, Uh, whether or not you see it in that sense. But because you're looking through these red-colored glasses or green-colored, you're seeing the world with that specific tint to it. So because you have this ideology of, say, capitalism or something like that, you're seeing the whole world through the the ideology of capitalism. In other words, you're basically saying, you know, uh, what's correct is what's in line with capitalism. And... What's not in line with capitalism i just sh- shut out because it's blurry off to the side
1: yeah and, and what i was thinking i was thinking exactly along the same line but thanks for helping to make it clear that's a really good analogy with uh with with actually the the glasses um and being blurry to one side or the other i was actually thinking that capitalism is is a system in which you fend for yourself and that and and that really goes up to zero it goes up to bc it it, it encompasses all of bc and when we're looking at ad and we're looking at the modern era i think what the teachings of jesus and i'm not and i I don't care about i I don't want to discuss um religion Mm -hmm. because he was a guy he was a teacher he's part of history and, and there are ideas that we can take from from him whether or not we believe or not that we can still Use because being good to your neighbor is not a bad idea intrinsically and it seems like the cipher that he gave us is that socialism is is that flat is is the fix for that flat tire is the fix for the problems is to say okay here here's a society in which we're fending for ourselves we're we're lion versus lion and now i'm going to give you the golden rule I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments, uh, or we're going to apply the Ten Commandments to society. I going to say, well, if we look through, if, if we put this on, then we have to say, okay, is what I'm doing first good for my neighbor, <laughs> and then get to get get to meeting you know our desires, but making sure that needs are met for others. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think that this is this takes to the second thing that I wanted to. That I was gonna say, and it kind of, uh, it really kind of puts that into good relief. When I used to teach ethics, we would always ask the question, uh, especially around Kantian ethics, you know, do we wanna live in a world where this particular thing that I'm doing is universalized? And it, what it is, is it's an applied version of the golden rule, what you're talking about do unto others as you would have done unto you. And, you know, if you ask a Nazi that question, would you like to live in a world where all Jews are exterminated? you know, the Nazi would say absolutely. And so this leads sort of to a weakness in the golden rule, which says do unto others as you would have done unto you. Well, I yes, I would prefer to have all of the Jews exterminated in a concentration camp. Yeah, I would, I would like to do that. So therefore, my ethical rule has to be exterminate the Jews. And so that if you actually take it out to that, you find exceptions in the golden rule, even if it is the golden rule, even if it is, put down by Jesus as to love your neighbor as you love yourself well if you hate yourself then you're going to want to harm your neighbor
1: ah that's that I, and I think that 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 there you go that's I, I think you just hit the nail on the head as maybe the, the, the key problem is is if you hate your neighbor if you hate yourself then, then sure then it is okay to hate your neighbor so if you want to harm yourself then it is okay to harm your neighbor but I don't think I don't think most people go through their go through their day thinking that they want to harm themselves. I think most people think I want to do well for myself and I and and I hate this other group over there, which is not the flaw of the golden rule, because the flaw of the golden rule would say that person needs to I need to love that person, too.
0: The problem is, is that the golden rule isn't very specific on who your neighbor is. Now you and I might agree that our neighbor is every other person on the planet even that group over there that we're that we're supposedly hating. So when I say I have to love my neighbor as I love myself, that means I have to love even the group that I'm supposedly hate. So the the flaw then has to be in the fact that they need to define you know the fact that we're all part of the human race or if they don't if they're not willing to do that they need to define what who we have a who we have an ethical responsibility to to love as in who is our neighbor and who is not our neighbor
1: okay and when we come back we are going to discuss who is our neighbor thanks for listening to marine and the hippie Hey, this is Dylan with the Marine and the Hippie. I'm the Hippie.
0: Hey, you're listening to Episode Nine. We believe of the Marine and the Hippie. Uh, for those of you all, real quick, who were paying attention, we took a couple weeks of break off. I actually started a new job, and Dylan is uh, apparently crashed his bike, and so we are, we are, we're back with Episode Nine, and now we're talking about the Golden Rule and the Cipher, uh, the way we look at the world and uh, are we using the golden rule properly we left off with the question of who is our neighbor and to what obligation do we have to our neighbor uh do we have any obligation at all dylan
1: well i i think let's start with the question the obvious the the primary one which is who is our neighbor and do we have that answer and i think that answer is very clear if we actually look back before 1900 it's very clear it's only after 1900 that 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 who our neighbor is that that becomes confusing, because it, if you look at let's give an I'm going to give an example that I, have, I I think I can talk about pretty well, which is France. France has a center. Every village has a center, and around that center is you know the farm is. First, the needs, the the businesses, and then around that is the are the farms, and you bring the farms to the center. And it wasn't until you know the Model T, Henry Ford, and the turn of the century, where society wasn't built on a circle, where society was built on fingers, where you know you you lived at your house and you had to drive to work you had to drive to the hospital you had to drive to school you had to drive to the gas station you had to drive to um to get gas or to to go clothing shopping before you would just everyone would just go into the center and all the merchants would live in the center together so the answer would be who is your neighbor it used to be whoever lived next door there wasn't this this separation of of you know, well, this community lives over here and this community lives over here. There's the right side of the tracks. There's the wrong side of the tracks because everyone lived around the castle or everyone lived around the nucleus. And that nucleus meant that everybody is your neighbor.
0: Wouldn't that, when you look at the historical development of some some places in the United States where you had uh, a plantation, for example, and you had the big manor house where the white folks lived, and then you had all the little slave, you know, shacks, uh, outbuildings, and that kind of stuff right around the outside of this manor. Would you consider like the slave owner and the slave to be neighbors? And then
1: without without a doubt, yeah. Well, just then, like the king, the king. The, I mean, even in even in in feudalism, the king was was the neighbor of of his of his serfs. I mean, and and he viewed himself as such.
0: Sure, but the, he might have owned the slave owner certainly didn't view the slave as his brother or he didn't view him as equal to himself and so he didn't have any kind of ethical obligation to treat these people as anything other than an investment that if he hurt them to the point where he killed them then he lost his investment you know and it was a it was a fully monetary you know materialistic sort of arrangement between the slave owner and the slave and then perhaps you know going back to the golden rule you know we can we uh, it's pretty easy to argue that slavery was immoral but maybe it's immoral on those grounds as well because you're not treating this other human being as as your neighbor you're not even treating that other human being as a human being
1: i mean I, without a doubt i mean that that's kind of, that's my point my point is any any time that any any person past you know zero is viewing somebody else is either property or below them, and not helping to provide their basic needs for them. Um, then, if they call themselves a Christian, they're, 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 labeling themselves as something, but but they don't have the right, they're not using the cipher to what they are. And that that cipher would say, yes, everybody is a human, everybody who is around me is my neighbor, regardless of color, race, um, sex, gender, income. Value. Mm-hmm. income yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, the implications for that, then I think that, you know, before we go to the break, we can actually hint at some of these implications is that we owe a debt of, we owe a moral, uh, ethical debt to our neighbors today to ensure that everybody has stuff like, you know, food, shelter uh health care this kind of thing we have this moral obligation to our neighbors to ensure that they have at least the same rights and the same liberties that you know you and i enjoy and i think that 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 is kind of like the beginning of where our ethical obligation begins
1: yeah i mean and jesus again regardless of whether or not you believe in, in christianity and and. and his teachings were very simple primarily there were three feed the hungry shelter the homeless kill the sick and that is the basic the basis of the cipher of 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 how we should be developing a society and that would also be the basic basics or foundation of socialism feed the hungry shelter the homeless kill the sick period. And, and if those things, if people are going to bed, neighbors going to bed who are hungry, homeless, or sick, and unable to get care, or unable to feed themselves, or sleeping out on the street, then yeah, maybe, I don't know, we'll, we'll see if, if we think if, if it is our moral obligation to be able to help them when we come back from the break. Thanks for listening to The Marine and the Hippie, I'm Dylan, I am the Hippie. <laughs> You're listening to The Marine and the Hippie. I'm Dylan. I'm the hippie from Turkey. And let me just tell you, Koli Gelson. May it be easy.
0: Peace. Hey, you're listening to Marine and the Hippie, episode 9. If it's not episode 9, it's episode something that's close to 9. Could be as as many as episode 50. Could be as few as episode 0. Although I'm pretty sure it's not episode 0. We've already done that one. Uh, I am the marine and while we're talking about this what we got a moral obligation to our fellow human being to our neighbors. Uh, this is the way we should see uh, whatever ideology that we're actually utilizing and we could actually have a humane version theoretically of capitalism uh, as long as we see it through the through this particular lens that we should you know, as you mentioned, feed the the hungry, you know, house the homeless and heal the sick. If we look at it through that lens, you know, you could actually make capitalism to some degree ethical. But the thing about capitalism, of course, is that it it only focuses on the needs and the demands of investors. And it realizes no other moral obligation beyond that. So, you know, you can't have that. But I, w- I just want to read this, this quote. And this quote here comes from the notable socialist Eugene Debs. And it says... While there is a lower class, I'm in it. While there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. And Eugene Debs, if you all don't know who that is, he was a labor leader and a socialist organizer from the late 19th century and early 20th century who ran for president about four times. And the last time he ran for president in 1920, he got over a million votes from the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary where he was thrown in jail uh, for for opposing the draft for World War One. So... Uh, just remember that quote, while there is a lower class, I am in it, while there is a criminal element, I am of it, and while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. And I think that that quote there encapsulates exactly what you're talking about, that as long as a person goes to bed at night knowing that there's one of his neighbors is is you know sick and not being taken care of, then we don't have a good society because it doesn't matter how healthy I am, if I live in a trash dump i'm surrounded by you know sickness and disease and starvation and homelessness how good could my life possibly be you know if i live in that society
1: yeah and and i continue to come back to the idea that the wealthy the rich the celebrity class however we want to label them they they do what you said at the beginning of of the show, they, they put on their, their glasses and those glasses give give a very blurry view to, to the side. So they don't think that they're doing wrong. Um, they don't think, but but if they were to take them off or put on, use the right glasses, like going, I guess, to a three, 3D movie, you have to have the right glasses to really experience it. Then they've missed part of what you just said, which is, can capitalism and socialism coexist without a doubt, as long as we're using the, the the cipher? If we're using the cipher that says, "Yeah, let's let's make sure that," you know, if we have prisons, it's for the people who really need to be in, who need to really be removed from society. And is, are those millions and millions and millions of young people? Absolutely not. Are those people who wake up at 11 years old and go kill people? Yeah, probably, because there's a difference. I mean, because do we need to go to war? Uh, possibly, but we don't need to go to war just because we need more oil or we need more land. And I'm, both of us, you know, uh, Doc and I really just are here, and the show is about kind of opening people's eyes or minds to the idea of how do we do this? How do we take that first step to creating a society that does more for our neighbors? And it's not like saying, Hey, here, but putting on the right lens or looking through the right lens, applying the right cipher. And that's just about being cool to your neighbor and then calling out these, calling out the people who are not saying, why aren't you doing more? Why, why aren't you doing this?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, to get to where to get to where we are in that society where people are, you know, are putting on the right like set of glasses and looking at things through a different way. I think the very first thing that we have to we all have to realize, and this is every last one of us and it's a, it's a cognitive thing. It's nothing that we have any control over or, you know, it's a completely and totally psychological thing that we all experience is that we all wear these glasses. And we all, every last one of us, there is not a single one of us that's free of ideology. And everyone listening to this show, you may think that your ideology is really cool. You may think you're down with everybody and, and, you know, you're you're cool with everyone. and And, you know, there's nothing wrong with the way you see the world. But as a matter of fact, you are seeing the world in a different way than everybody else does. Because you do wear these glasses and you do have this ideology. And I think that getting to the point where we can actually... Uh, maybe even conduct a sort of meta, a meta, um, you know, analysis of the way we see the world, and realize the fact that we do have this ideology and we are wearing these glasses, and it does color the way we see the world. I think that's a that's an important first step.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the irony is that that brings us back to what we were discussing, you know, before the show, pre-show, which is, and I think it's a good place to really illustrate that, that we that we do put online, you know, we we're talking about online dating, and we're talking about how that system works, we go through and we, we 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 narrow narrow, our vision of what we're interested in, of who we're interested in dating, or what have you, based on pretty weak criteria, height, weight, body type, hair color, eye color, you know, income, we're not looking at at anything that that is really about the interior of the person we're looking at only exterior first and that's that that becomes a problem because all we're valuing that is what we can see what is tangible. And ultimately at the end of the day, that is capitalism. If all we're valuing is is what we can what we can hold on to, I can hold on to, you know, I prefer to hold on to this color hair as opposed to this color hair, mm-hmm. or look into this these color eyes as opposed to these color eyes. It's, got, it's not socialism. It's not looking. It's not looking at at the person first and trying to make sure that the person is connected to our, our core.
0: Doc? Yeah, it's not even to to go a little further than that. Not even socialism, but it's not even humanism. What you're doing is you're basically saying I value the person that is five foot seven you know has has dark brown hair and 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 big brown eyes like that says anything about the kind of person that, that person is that person could be the devil and they might fit your you know your dream girl or your dream guy you know fantasy perfectly well because that's what the devil does and so you know i mean the devil the devil seduces people in a, in in this possible possibly a very you know literal sort of way and so you know it doesn't say anything about the kind of person and in order to even you know meet this person you have to put in all this criteria that's the way that the site works i guess and, you know like i said i've never been there but you know you got to put in all this physical criteria before you even get the chance to even meet or say hello to this person even
1: and that and that you know i think that that ties us back beautifully back to the, the you know the the question about the plantation the plantation owner is just views people as a property just like based on a sense of nonsensical criteria Mm. and that that is wrong and we're doing the same thing and applying that to our lives by choice and maybe we want to look at this and maybe we want to really try to try to again think about the cipher are we are we walking through life with the right cipher, and the right cipher would be, you know, the golden rule: do unto others as I'll have done to myself. So, Doc, you want to wrap us up?
0: Sure. Uh, I think that we have come to we've solved everything in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have we have taken these last twenty minutes and we've solved the world's problems, and so we'll be back next week and do it again. Uh, you've been listening to Marine and the Hippie. Episode 9, I believe. Episode 9, asterisk, I believe it's episode 9. And uh, we've been talking about the cipher and the ideology and the way we see the world. And here's some good ideas about ethical obligations that we have to other human beings. We have an obligation to not treat other human beings just based on their physical or material characteristics. And that's just basically what it is. Um, I'm, I'm the Marine, and Dylan is a hippie, and you can reach Dylan at um, Gezi and me. At Twitter, I don't know if you're making a move off of Twitter. I'm slowly distancing myself from Twitter as well, uh, because Twitter is a wasteland. But you can check us out at Marine and the Hippie, Marine Hippie, uh, Marine underscore Hippie at Twitter. You can write us an email there. You can write us at an e- Marine and the Hippie at Gmail. Um, what else? Observations from the Spectrum org. Dylan's blog. Check that out. He's got some more um, writing about this topic that we base the show on and that we base all of our shows on uh, come from Dylan's blog. So you got anything else, Dylan? Nope. Have a great week Uh, and we'll listen up next week. Thanks. Yep. Oh, by the way, we've also moved the show from Friday day to Saturday day because of work schedules and whatnot. So it's very early in the morning for Dylan and it's pretty late for me here. So this is the... Joys and, and challenges of intercontinental communication. This is not possible thanks to technology. You've been listening to Marine and the Hippie. I am the Marine. I am the hippie. And we'll see you next week.
1: You're listening to the Marine and the Hippie.
0: For more information on the Marine, follow Doc at supernova underscore earth on Twitter and listen to the Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on the hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and me on Twitter and read his blog at org.